Hello and welcome to the Optional Podcast, episode number 124 for the week of July 9th, 2018. The Optional Podcast is a show all about the latest in video games and entertainment, recorded each week from New York City and bounced around cables and satellites all around the world, and right into your listening device of choice. As always, I'm Paul Tamayo, and I'm here with my co-host, Cam Brewster. Sorry. Whoa, Peaky Blinders. <laughs> sorry. If you're okay. going to work, I'm sorry. Just blew your earphones out. That's all right. Don't Just had to scream work to Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to do it. I stay here sometimes. Yeah. What's going uh, on, man? Yeah, man. It was a, a good week. It was the 4th of July, uh, otherwise known as America's Independence Day from Britain. Right. Uh, which is always a complicated holiday for people who are not white. Um, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, it's we, like, we, I we're like free it. now, right? right? Or No. Yeah. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> Except for you, sir. Except for you. you take your kids. the rest of that shit up. We're going to put your kids in a concentration camp. Right, pretty much. Bullshit. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a while. But um, I had a good day. Nice. I hung out with some friends um, on the rooftops. Nice. Oh, I saw your photos. Yeah, really yeah, nice. Yeah. On, on the rooftops. Um, just chilling with the whites, right? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you gotta do Sometimes it. Sometimes you gotta hang out with the white people. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta keep in touch with, it, you oh, know, yeah. with the whites. Yeah, there's some cool ass whites, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it sounds so problematic to say, but at the same time, it's like it's such funny. A, it's a funny thing it's, to I, say. Yeah, I don't know. Why. Yeah, it is. It's fucked up, but it is also really funny. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's also like I always we always talk about this like. Whoever's like the more uh, most oppressed person could talk about the other person. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like if you're a fat person, you can talk about skinny people all day. Oh, for sure. You know, like sure. if you're black, you can talk about white people. If you're a woman, you can talk about men. You know, right, if right, you yeah. if you're, you're stacking all that shit. Right. If you're a, a gay old black lady, damn, that's yeah. like triple triple word score. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you triple win. Word score. You can talk about everybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, no, I just had a, it was a really cool week. I mean, nice. and it's also the weather dropped again, oh and it's God. like. Like bearable, it's nice. Uh, yeah, yesterday like high was 80, high low 80. Yeah, oh yeah. my god, dude, love it. Love I like, it. I got up in the morning, I had to work yesterday. Um, I told you I was like at some smash beatboxing tournament, which was a bizarre, amazing sentence weird that happened thing. in 2018. It, it, that happened, uh, right here in Brooklyn, and um, <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird to like leave my apartment and then it'd be cool, right? Like blue sky, right, right, right. and it's cool. Yeah. So it was a perfect day. It was, it was really nice. Like my phone uh, screen got cracked on the fourth. Oh. I dropped it like a little drunk bitch. Dumbass. And, yeah. I was really dumb. Uh, it, and it dropped on a root, like a, one of those, you know, the roofs are like soft. Right. Right. Like the, and the, I like the stood up. Yeah. I stood up and it dropped and it like broke like a little softy. Um, dice. Come on. Dice. Uh, yeah, so, like, I was getting my phone repaired, and I had, like, two hours to spare, so I just went to, like, the uh, Hudson West Side Highway, and I just sat on a bench, <laughs> and I read a book. That's was nice, nice, actually. That's yeah, really no, nice. it was really nice, but it was, it was weird because, like, it's so, like, nice out now that, like, if you're in the shade, it's cold. Yeah, <laughs> it, and that's my perfect yeah, kind of weather. Yeah, I was know? like, oh, I love this weather. It's like... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, man. Yeah, I was actually uh, talking about it this morning with Yang. We, there's there's a new cafe that opened up near us, and we went to go check it out. Uh, slightly overpriced, but welcome yeah, to Bushwick. Welcome. Um, and uh, I was talking, I was listening to a podcast. That I'm going to bring up later. It's in my feeling it this week. Oh, that nice. talk, that this episode in particular talked about like cell phone addiction mm. and how it's like a behavioral thing, and like how we're all addicted to our screens. And for me, uh, I mean, speaking of cracked screens and shit, I was like, I was thinking about how often oh, that makes me nervous. You might want to put on on the flat, put on the on the table. You're gonna just, you're just gonna put it on that lopsided ass cookie pastry or cookie. It's a cookie, man. Yo, Cam, Cam's making me really anxious. <laughs> anyway, I had, uh, a, I had a screen 
protect on it and protect it. So I'm not. You don't even care anymore. No, I don't even care, bro. So it talks about the podcast talked about how often we look at our phones and like yeah. why we look at our phones and like has there so like he he asks the host a, a series of questions and like they kind of breeze through it. And some of them were like, oh, have you ever looked at your phone and then like realize you spent longer than you anticipated or longer than you planned on every day, bro. every day. Right. Or like, have you ever been in a situation like waiting for something where you pull out your phone and you unlock it without any real sort of intention, to do intention anything. of yeah. doing anything. And it's like all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes I'll just go through. I have this like thing where I'll go through apps like I'll be like open Twitter. I just open Twitter open instagram I, i'm already i already know what everybody posted on yeah, you know like yeah. i <laughs> why do yeah. i keep opening the same apps over and over and why am i it's like going back to the fridge mm. you, you're opening the fridge over and over again it's like nothing's yeah, gonna nothing's, reappear yeah nothing's gonna change so yeah i've been like really reconsidering how often i like even if like me and i was talking about yang like maybe we should leave our phones out of the bedroom like because mm. like when i wake up in the morning it's the first thing i grab it's True. the first thing i look for and i open up twitter i open up instagram and you know like Twitter, as great as a as a resource as it is for like communication and shit, uh, and it's gotten a lot more toxic and shitty recently. But yeah. it is a great source of news and seeing what people are talking about, like getting a feel for what like what's everybody you know talking you about. Ever this not morning. check Twitter for a day? It's incredible. You miss the whole world. That's right? vacation. <laughs> yeah. That's what vacation is like. It's like oh my god, what what Drake missed, came out yeah, with an album? Exactly, yeah. like, you don't care about that shit, right? So um, yeah. But subscribe to the uh, to our our uh, podcast and follow us on Twitter at the Optional NYC. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's just jump right into what we've been playing I'll for the week. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll go. Um, let's start off with Fortnite. And what's uh, this Fort Fortnite? Yeah, Fortnite is this cool Fortnite? game. I, not too many people are playing, but uh, it's an indie like, game. Yeah, I just started it. Uh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, Fortnite. The last week of the season is this week. Nice. So Thursday, I think Thursday it ends, or Wednesday or something like that. You got three days to finish your battle pass thing. No, maybe I'll finish tonight. Finished it. Sick. I finished all the challenges on my battle pass. Nice. Got all the skins and the Fuck points yeah. and all that stuff. I made it a point. I was like, I didn't spend this money for nothing. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> put yeah, these five dollars yeah. down Damn. for nothing. Make me feel mad guilty right now. I should probably do that. No, shit. I was like, I grinded, man. Damn. Yeah, some of them were really tough, and but, like, like which ones? Like collecting like seven chests in a certain area. Oh, like because you can't. You, there's only a finite amount, and they might not be there every time. Right, so you right. end up like if you're treasure hunting, you have to do it over and over and over, over again. again. Yeah, yeah, and that can be. I kind of made it a game in itself. You know, like within game within the game, it was mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. I'm gonna work on these things. If I can't get to it, I'll just restart and do another one. Um, so that was fun. Nice. It reminded me of like back in the day, like playing like Left 4 Dead or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Like grinding out for those challenges. Um, Damn, Left But yeah, <clears throat> it's actually going to be coming up in one of my you know, questions later. Oh. Um, but yeah, man, Fortnite's good. It's a good game. It's a good game. They came out with this new weapon, uh, the drum gun, and it's a Tommy gun. Oh, I saw that. It's amazing. Yeah. It's my probably my favorite gun right now. I like picked it up once, but I haven't really had a chance to use it. It's really good at medium to close range. You can just rip some, and it sounds so cool. Like it sounds like oh, a Tommy gun. Like, yeah, it, it sounds great. Um, they get the gunplay really, uh, really on point in this game. Uh, I've been playing a lot of like fifty on fifty, nice. a lot of solos. Um, the game is just man, really good, and they've like doing the challenges also lets you see a lot of the map that you usually don't go to. Because you, you make up your, like, yeah. kind of game plan and your strategies. And there are some just, places I never go to. Right. Yeah. So, like, doing the, um, like, there was this one where you have to equip, like, a spray paint. 
and spray over these posters mm. that are only in certain areas. So I looked up like where they all were, and I was like, oh shit, I didn't know that there was like a <laughs> motel. There's that new soccer field that I've never yeah. gone to. That you place know, is like, cool. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to um, this next season that's coming out this week. So nice. I'm gonna play the hell out of this game. I'm kind of addicted to it right now. God damn it, my headphones. Um, other than that, I've been playing uh, some more Banner Saga too. Nice. And oh, man, this game is really good. So in this one, they added like a training mode where they give you a specific challenge on what to do. So you have uh, your regular party and they'll be like, all right, now you, you only have three of them, but you have to use this person's skill in this certain way uh, against like the AI. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to do it within a certain amount of turns or you have to uh, kill three people at once. And setting that up kind of teaches you how to like your strategy is a little bit better. It That's makes cool. me a better player because I do the training every time they come up and they give you points on like, so the training is not just like arbitrary and just like, you know, kind of like it's worth doing. Yeah. Cause like yeah. there was training in the first game. If I'm not, if I don't, um, if I'm not mistaken, but it was basically like, uh, you do whatever you want, mm. you know, you can set up however you want and do it that way. But, uh, this one, I like having the challenge to be like, all right, I have to play it specifically this way, and there's no, like, you can't just, you have to pass. You right, know? right. Um, and the game is really good. The story is pretty fascinating and, uh, you know, captivating me and keeping me nice. interested. Uh, and it's beautiful, as always. Yeah, man. And they have more voice acting in this one, too, which is really cool. So nice. a lot of uh, cutscenes are voice acted. That's dope. Um, the only thing I'm, like, struggling with is, like, in these type of, like, tactics games or, like, not necessarily tactics, but... Uh, uh, these RPG games that let you like choose a path, like they'll give you like a, a story, like oh you come across bandits, and they give you that whole like kind of D and D scenario thing, where it's like come across bandits, you do A, B, C, or D. It's like you you can't make a correct decision sometimes because you don't know what's gonna happen. So like you'd be like oh you tell them to walk away, and then they go slaughter right, a whole right, village. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's like well, how would I have known? You yeah, know, yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah, there's no like context clues a lot of times. Sure, and it, it can be really frustrating. It's like I know for sure I, that's a, the right decision. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate shit like that. D- I forgot. Um, I was actually watching one of our streams at, at Kotaku. Mm-hmm. It, it had um the guy who made um that game, Getting Over It. Uh, the one with like the guy with like the yeah, hammer. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, he okay. he comes by and he does a stream with Tim every once in a while. Okay. And they did a stream recently of this like old D and D like I watched a little beat him bit up. Of that. You watched that? Yeah. A little bit? So they had there was a there was a moment where and they're both like game designers, so it's fascinating to just like hear their perspective on shit because mm-hmm. like you the, you you know they consider stuff that we normally don't think about or that they've that they've learned along the way. And um, they would they talked about that one thing where there was like a there was a question that was posed of like, all right, there are these bandits. On, in this town like do we go save the town or do we go get help mm-hmm. so if you know if we go save the town and we win we're heroes if we die then it's an irresponsible choice because you know then no one will right. know to help them and then everyone dies yeah that's, so, that's some classic D&D shit it's some classic right D&D yeah. shit so like I kinda I, I, I get I get that too because there, there are moments in uh, in the game that I'm playing where like uh, the, you don't know what to, you know you don't know what option to pick and mm-hmm. you think you pick the right option and then you feel so guilty yeah, about that like, like oh i didn't want that to yeah, happen I, what the I didn't fuck? know that was an option like i didn't know that was part of the rules like, <laughs> right 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like are you choosing to like stop this thing and then by you stopping this thing another whole set of things that you didn't even know was possible happens yeah it's yeah, like that's so unfair yeah, like, yeah. that's fucking bullshit like that dungeon master bullshit sometimes yeah, gets to me um but other than that like i'm really enjoying this game it's really fun it makes you feel smart when you like 
you know, none of your people die or right. like you just everything's just in the, you know, the right, you know, you're using your characters effectively and you're using the skills effectively and your currency and all that stuff. Yeah, so yeah, there's a lot cool. of factors going on, but it, it's really dope. Nice, um, nice. I'm loving this game. Hell I'm yeah. a big fan of the Banner Saga series. So. Do you have to ha- have you have uh, do you have to play the first one? Because I played a little bit of the first one. I didn't finish they, it. They give you a um a snaps. Like a, a synopsis? Synopsis. Okay. Syn- of the synopsis first one? is a thing in your brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, of the first one. Um, and then they let you kind of pick a side. If you, like, it's kind of like in... Um, Mass Effect? Yeah, Mass Effect or uh, what's the... Uh, the uh, Wolfenstein, where you're like, yeah. oh, I didn't, I didn't play the first one, so I didn't know who got their legs chopped off or whatnot. Whatever. Right, right. So I picked that character, and it lets you do that. Okay, so that's good. It's like, this person dies, or this person dies, pick your character. Nice. That's the, the way it goes. Good to know. Um, other than that, I've been playing another role-playing game, uh, No Man's Sky. Jumped back into that after, good. after two years, and that game is really good. It's I good like game. what they've done with it. Um. Man, it, it it is still has that uh, that feeling of when you are landing on a planet, oh, or just even just coming into a new uh, solar system, and you're just like that that halting kind of like, and everything comes into focus, yeah, and all the stars kind of stop at so the same good. time, and you just see this massive planet or like a really tiny one, yeah, and then you see the space hub, and you're like, I'm gonna stop there first, get my missions and all this stuff. So um, good. Yeah, they added this. Uh, well, I haven't played in forever, so right. they added missions, which is a really cool. You can do like you're basically a mercenary, and you build points depending on what race you're helping. Yeah. Um, and you can just like defeat, fight people. You can collect plant samples. You can blow up that stuff and collect certain materials for them. Yeah. Uh, it's a wide range of stuff, and I guess they get harder as you go on, or as uh, your reputation with them, you know, gets higher. Um, so I'm really digging that. Uh, I will say I was 100% confused with like the UI and stuff when it's I came different. back. I was like. <clears throat> what am I looking at? Yeah, it's, the, it's I don't a lot know different. how to fix. I don't know if I need this item right. anymore. Yeah. Like, what is this stuff? Yeah. yeah. So I started selling a bunch of shit. I was like, I don't know if I need it. Heridium? Oh, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I um, I've also been sort of. Uh, I don't think I've gotten that far yet in terms of like I've I've sort of unintentionally been doing stuff for certain races, but I haven't been like okay. actively accepting bounties and stuff yet. Okay. But um, yeah. I like like you said. There there are moments in the game where um. I'll just stop and like the sun is setting or the sun is rising and like I look around and I, the, the sounds sort of like wash over me and I'm like, whoa, I feel like an explorer. I feel like I feel like I'm actually there. I, yeah. I, it's like pure escapism. And I'm like running around these planets and I'm like, you know, mining for shit. And and now that like I, I think it's probably the same way on, on console because I'm playing with an Xbox one controller. But mm-hmm. like when you hit like down on D-pad or up on D-pad, you can bring up like the flashlight or you can build you can craft stuff on the fly. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so you can. Oh yeah, 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 you can. You're yeah, right. Yeah, so you no, can craft little like save points mm-hmm. or like boosters, like signal boosters, so you can find out if there are any like distress calls or whatever, like on the same planet. You can call your ship to you now. Call your which ship is to really you, cool. which is really really dope. And uh, it just it just makes me feel that much more empowered mm-hmm. when I go out. Because before I used to feel like, oh my god, I have to go back to my ship now. Right now you don't have to. You like you can just go. Yeah. yeah, you can just go. Um, and yeah, man, I'm I am super getting back into No Man's Sky. It's like my game that I like that I put on. I just put a podcast on and I just play that shit for hours. Yeah, I, I was playing the other day and uh, I haven't played for like two days, but I was playing the other day and I was uh, I was like, I'm only going to play for a little bit, maybe like just do the rest of these bounties. And I ended up playing for like five hours. Yeah, just like I was like, oh crap, the yep. sun's going down. Like, yep. what the hell is happening? Yeah, it's so good. Uh, it's a, it's a really good game. 
Um, I, I hope more people get into it when this new um, next DLC comes out. Yeah. Because um, it's fun. Like, it's, it's fun and it's, it's chill. Um, and I would love to, like, play with somebody. I know. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm hoping there's cross-play. If not, I'll probably just jump back on PS4 yeah, whatever. and figure it out. We'll figure it out. Because I, like, I want to I play that game more. And yeah. I've, I've actually been playing it more. But, you know, it's it's just such a solid game. I think it, like, it continues to add really good things to it. And it's, it's obviously not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but... Um, you can buy, uh, so you know those big ass freighter ships. Yep. you can buy that now. Yeah, that that came in the, in the founders pack. Or okay, whatever. so I yeah. didn't know any of that. Like I haven't played since then. So yeah, uh, I was like flying like these ships come in. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like they still have that. Um, but before you couldn't do anything to them. Yeah, like you, you could like protect them. Yeah, you can. Yeah. But there was nothing else you can do. But right. now you can land on them. And they're they're trading posts now, and it's yeah. you can buy them if you have like a billion dollars. But I, I since I started the game over, I, I've noticed that like the intro is a little bit different. So the intro for new players, if you're if oh, you're curious about, yeah, this I game. started where I left off. Okay. Right. So uh, if like it sort of helps you, it holds your hand a little more. So it tells you like, this is how you do this. This is how you craft this thing. This is where you're going after this. And if you want to go this way, you can go this way. But um, it does it with a little bit more like with a, with a bit of a slicker presentation. So mm. like, I don't remember it being this way the first time around, but like I came across a down freighter like on mm-hmm. this planet. And I was like, whoa, what is this? Oh, that's cool. And I like, I like walked up to it and like, and I just sort of found it by happenstance. And then it was like, oh, yeah, like you can uh, like go over here and, and find this thing. And then like it, it just sort of like leaves a little bit of a better uh, breadcrumb trail. Yeah. Um, but still, like you mentioned before, like the sound effects, the way you enter an atmosphere, the way you enter a new solar system. Like the music is really cool. The music is fantastic. Yeah. You know? It has that um, that uh, Thor 2 kind of yeah. soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. That that funky kind of space bop. Yeah. 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 It it I, I mean I love that game I uh I again I, I recommend it so much it's it's always like on sale too on Steam on occasion so like just whenever it is on sale I would say get get it it's I don't definitely know worth a buy if if you're into kind of like these hands off kind not hands off but like it's really easy going there's not a lot of like things you have to do unless you're in a dog fight right, right. um which are I'm like terrible with and I think it's because I have a bad ship but um yeah then it, it's like it's similar to another game that I've been playing uh. Minecraft. So for me, it's like there's always something to do. It, it, it feels like it feels like being a new homeowner, and you're like, oh man, this weekend I'm gonna work on the kitchen, right. or like next weekend I'm gonna work in the backyard, yeah. pull the weeds out. <laughs> so there's always something to do. So like in Minecraft, for example, I'm like, oh man, I, I need some better armor. So maybe this weekend I'm gonna start like mining for iron or gold or whatever. And then like once you have that figured out, you're like, you know what? I could use a, a better rail system to get you're back right. and forth. So there's always something to like keep bringing you back to it. There's like such a satisfying loop there. And with No Man's Sky, for me, the presentation is obviously like leaps and bounds better in my opinion. Like right. being on a planet with like green grass and like purple skies, and, weird like, animals, weird and... like weird freaking freaky <laughs> animals and shit. Uh, I love that stuff. Um, it's super up my alley, and I think it's like slowly becoming that game that we all sort of originally wanted. Right. Um, which is great. I mean, it's it's like it's good for the culture. Like, I, I want to see more games that are inspired like this, inspired by this game, get and to the point where they wanted it to be at least. Right. You know, the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, getting more towards the idea is like that's fascinating. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we're we are definitely in this um, culture where we're kind of like uh, quick draw and you know we're sh- quick to shoot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, rightfully so in some cases, but. Um, when people are really proud of what they're doing and they have a vision, it's like it shows man. worth it, man. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And it's like you said too. Another point that you stress is like um, this game isn't about uh, 
defeating something or colonizing something. Mm-hmm. It's just about exploration. I mean, you could colonize stuff. If yeah, you, want. you can make your own base. Like, yeah, you, you can, can attack you can, shit. You can literally like take over a planet if right. you want. Yeah. yeah, you could you could do that if you want, but like you also could just just be a chill dude like I am mm-hmm. and just like feed animals yeah. and like be a hippie <laughs> and shit. So like with me, it's um, it's nice to play that game on the heels or like sort of as a sort of like a palate cleanser to a game like Assassin's Creed Origins, mm. which for me is like the opposite. So for me, Assassin's Creed, well, not for me, the, the way the game is designed, it's like literally you're an assassin. You have to go kill people. Mm-hmm. You have to like, or like you, you stumble across, like we mentioned before, like someone would be like, I need help these these thieves. Or like my husband's gone missing. Can so, you go Can you go find yeah. him? And you go find him and he's drunk off of his ass and you bring him back and he's like, oh wait, she tricked me. And then she's like, my brothers are here. We're going to kill you. And you have to like, <laughs> the only course of action is to like kill. kill these people. It's a kill, yeah. kill, kill, kill. There's never an option. Right. And, and, and much like uh, No Man's Sky, there's always something to do. But in Assassin's Creed, it always feels like, and, not, and this is what I like about Assassin's Creed. It has that, that Far Cry syndrome of like, oh man, I, like, I want to get from A to B. But on the way from A to B, there's like 20 side missions that I, I want to do because I want to get experience. Mm-hmm. And I want to get that experience because I, I want to get new weapons. Right. I want to get new armor. And I want to get this new outfit. That carrot on the stick. It's a, really Yeah, good. that loop is really satisfying. But in No Man's Sky, it's like, hey, man, you <laughs> want to go? Out, Look at dude. this moon, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But uh, but Assassin's Creed, so I'm, I'm about eight hours into the game so far. According to like the, the helpful stack tracker on the like ubisoft like launcher yeah it says i'm about um 13 to 15 percent of the way through which is pretty good that's pretty good um i'm loving it so far the story is pretty fascinating i finally got to meet wow uh, his his wife yeah it's fun paul likes an assassin's Creed. i like this assassin's creed (laughs) i also just like i'm super into the setting like i'll be walking around i'm also playing it like on ultra settings on like 60 frames per second yeah i mean my monitor is only like a 75 megahertz like monitor but it still looks really really good um but it's so beautiful. Like I'll, I'll just be walking around and I'm not even doing anything. I'm just like climbing shit, just to, like look at the palm trees and like <laughs> look at the like the way the the reflection in the horizon sort of like the heat. You can see that weird like yeah, haze that, happen. Yeah. It's such a beautiful game, and it um I've I've heard like complaints about the stealth in the game, and I'm, again I'm only like eight hours in, but I'm actually having a really good time with the stealth. I also love playing games in a stealth fashion like I, if there's a stealth option i will always, always take yeah. the stealth option because it's for me it's so much more fun to be like no one knows i'm yeah. here man <laughs> i'm fucking solid snake and then there's la- one last guy and you let him see you yeah you're <laughs> like what's up dog you got no backup get out <laughs> it's like no one's here yeah so I, i've been doing a lot of that um i've been like also just like really loving the fashion choices and the weapons and you can choose from and the, like there's that ability uh tree that you can go down and it's that typical ubisoft carrot on the stick thing that we were just talking about and uh yeah, it's good. Uh, Aya, his wife, is like super. I have such a huge crush on her now. Like, she, it's like I love that the the world. I love the setting. I love the, I love the story so far. It's very simple, but um, just doing some cool cool things with the like the present day stuff. Which I, I oh, um, they talk I, about that. Stuff. They, they talk about that stuff. Oh, okay, There's like cool. a new, just like a new angle to it, which I find fascinating. I, I don't want to give it away, yeah. but uh, pretty cool stuff. I'm into it so far. Ha- having no uh, history with the series at all. Again, this is my first Assassin's Creed. I can't um, believe that so crazy it's really good it's really really <laughs> I'm good glad, i'm glad i'm loving it and i'm also like really pumped to play uh odyssey yeah me in the too. fall so that's kind of like the that was the main motivator but i also like have had this game on ice for too long that i was like you know what i'm just finally gonna play it and it's it's one of those games like you said before too like i'll play i'll put it on and then like five hours pass i'm like oh shit i should do something i should go yeah, outside yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like 80 degrees outside for real. um and then the last game that i've been playing is uh i started up forza horizon 3 this morning what yeah nice it's real real good um it's beautiful oh my god 
another game that I'm playing on my PC on like ultra setting, like maxed out settings with like, you know, again, only at 60 frames per second, but uh, and at 1080p because that's my monitor settings. But it looks so good. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. Like I, I miss like stupid arcade races that are just like, hey, man, we're throwing together a festival in Australia. There's a lot of EDM and everything's like pink and fuchsia and like, you know, it's just like a lot of fun. It, it's it's exactly what um, we talk this on this week's viewpoints. Actually, we're talking about um, game franchises that game franchises that we want to come back. Mm-hmm. Little little teaser out there for for anybody who nice. who watches the show. Um, and we talked about how Forza Horizon the series is sort of like a it's like it's almost like a callback to those EA big games like SSX or Skate true, or like true, yeah. NBA Street, where it's like it's like a watered down but like wackier version of the of the simulated version. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I want. Like, I don't want to play Forza, although it's made me curious about Forza. But I want to play like the game where I can fun one. I want, yeah, I'll drive yeah. on the sand with yeah, the Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. It's also like has a ton of music that I wouldn't listen to otherwise. Like, there's a lot of like, you know, fucking EDM and yeah. like that kind of music. But when I'm driving in in Australia, yeah, oh, it makes so much yeah. sense. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that game's a lot of fun. I'm also like extremely late to the party. I understand that, but I also haven't had an Xbox and I just got a PC, so. Um, it's all, it's gonna be a year that I've, that I've had a PC. That's so yeah. That's so what? what? Yeah, it's been a year. Wow, I was there when you birthed it. Yeah, man. Pretty time cool. flies. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all that's been on my plate this week. But uh, jumping into the news this week, the news. Sh- oh, damn. <laughs> damn, my mic is hot. Sorry, Sh- yo. Shenmue one and two finally gets a release date. Um, and it's coming to uh, Xbox One. I, I forget what else is coming to. I think it's coming to. It's coming to PS4. It's coming to PS4, right? Yeah, it's pretty much coming to everything. August 20th, 2018. Um, so that's uh, that's next month. Right around the corner, man. That's super, super... I'm hyped because uh, the corner. I need to play 2. You never finished 2? Never finished 2. Nice. I remember Stefan let me play it. No, like <laughs> He was like, you gotta play this, man. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. And then I, I just never <laughs> went... Never, yeah, never we it. never played it again. Damn. Yeah. Um, but I love 1. Yeah, I've I played also... the shit out of 1. I played 1 like it four or five times damn yeah that's like a kind of like a forever game for you it's definitely gonna be in my list it's gonna be in your <laughs> list. i was about to ask you um yeah i feel like i've never played those games but i've, I've played the like spiritual successor to those games and i've loved them so much uh, like yeah. the yakuza series yeah sega for the win man yeah sega for the win so i, I want to play uh shenmue i might we might do we should probably do a stream do you know Andy? i know all the references i know all the like <laughs> stupid for jokes for shout out to mega 64 yo um, what are those guys up to? but uh yeah ne- our next story warframe announced for switch that's kind of um, cool yeah I, so i remember when this came out on ps4 i remember thinking like oh this looks really dumb but apparently okay. this game has evolved so much and it since has launch. a huge uh fan base now yeah. and it I, it looks it's a weird looking game you're like yeah. a ninja it's like robot? third person like yeah yeah like, you can you? fly and shit yeah. it's weird uh but it's free to play right uh yeah it's free to play it's free to play yeah um which is really cool i like i this this game and also um oh man what am i thinking what's the game i'm thinking about the uh overwatch clone uh paladin paladins like it's made me curious about playing them on switch just because like i know that they're available on switch they run pretty well on switch and like a lot of our friends, um, they have Switch. Right. They don't have PS4. They don't have PC, but they have Switch. So that makes more sense. Might be kind of cool to check them out. I mean, it's got a lot of our friends into Fortnite, so Switch seems to be like the good gateway uh, platform. And speaking of more free to play games, Darwin Project is actually um, going free to play on Xbox One. How do you feel about this? Um, I think it's a good move. I think it's it's a pretty smart move. I think if you if you if they want to sort of stay relevant, they have mm-hmm. to like remove any sort of like wall or wall, barrier like right. we just talked about warframe and, and uh paladins like and fortnite for example 
And I think that like Fortnite is obviously not for everybody. Fortnite, half of the equation is building. And for me, that took a while for me to even get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you, you know, if, if you've been listening to the show for a while or have seen any of my stuff on, at Kotaku, like I, l- I actually really liked Darwin Project. Um, I didn't play as much as I anticipated, but the, the, did, the little bit that I did play, um, I really enjoy it. I think it's a nice flavor so you're, you're of the Battle Royale. playing more of this stuff. Probably if if I get like the Xbox One X, I might probably I might boot it up on on the TV or oh, whatever okay. from time to time. But I mean, can't you get it on your PC? Yeah, I have it on my PC. Oh, okay. But like, I mean, in terms of like sitting down on a couch and stuff, I feel yeah, like that yeah. might be the the wave the way to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like that game a lot, man. I think it, the game is dope. I had a lot to like about it. Yeah. You know? So I'm, I'm I am I think this is a great move. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of sucks, you know, in certain yeah. ways because yeah. then they gotta figure out how they're gonna make money. Right. And yeah. that can get a little sticky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, I hope they can figure it out because sure. there's this space for these games. Definitely. So definitely. definitely is. Uh, and then the more free-to-play shit, uh, Fortnite has some really weird shit happening in it. Um, so for, for one, there was that uh, th- there were like these rifts that have been appearing all over the map. Um, and one appeared over this like, what was like that fast food joint in, on the map? Greasy. Uh, yeah, in, in, on Greasy, in Greasy Grove. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the burger uh, from Durr Burger, I think that's what it's called, it disappeared in a, in a rift. And then there was like some photographer wandering the desert who like coincidentally, quote unquote, <laughs> stumbled across it and was like, what's this burger doing here? And uh, so there's some real weird like uh, viral marketing happening with this game. And, and who knows what's going to happen. There was also a, uh, uh, what is it, uh, an anchor that showed up in Fortnite. Um so this is taken from uh, Kotaku, but he, uh, in a Reddit post about the anchor, players have found, uh, have floated many different ideas. Is it pirates, Vikings? It's near the sea and on a small rise. So does that mean the ocean is going to swell to that height? Mm. Um, so people are theorizing a bunch of different things. No one knows for sure what it's going to be, but there is like a lot of cool, there's like a very cool lost like element to this thing or like remember... Uh, way back in the day with like I Love Bees with Halo like there's like weird theories and stuff happening I love, I love this stuff hell yeah I love easter eggs and I love uh, like the uh, the community from uh, Battlefield they are known yeah. for this the uh, what, what was that project called I forgot what it's called but um, the Phantom mm. Initiative whatever it's called in Battlefield and that community I love that it's stuff so people good. like are so smart yeah. and it brings out the best in people I think yeah yeah, and it's a, so. it's a great way to like build a passionate community around your mm-hmm. game right so like like you said with Battlefield 1 I remember there being like people finding that zombie door like recently in Battlefield right. 1 yeah like it's such cool shit but that happening. was like a bleed over from th- a 4 or whatever yeah. or 3 and uh, the sharks the megalodon and even in uh, Destiny they f- had that thing where they had the staff upstate in New York, oh, right, 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 someone right. found it. You know, they, they it was like a link to coordinates, and someone went hiking and went up there and found it and took pictures for it, so everybody can see it. It's amazing, which yeah. is really dope. And it reminds me of back in the day we used to do the geocaching, yeah, yeah, around yeah. you know Long Island and, right, and yeah. even in the city we would just you know go run around. Yeah, that was the last time like I played outside. <laughs> <laughs> Weird, that's, um, that's, but that's I true. love that stuff, man. Like, yeah, yeah more more this stuff even if it's not in real life i love that kind of easter egg like that investigative yeah yeah. just have people looking around and picking out the game and it also like has people like doing tech stuff and like debugging games and i love that yeah looking at source code and shit it's so cool 
Before we jump into the second half of the show, I just wanted to thank our sponsors, you all, our listeners. Yeah. Our show is 100% listener supported. Thank you to our uh, Patreon subscribers. So donating to the show means you can help us deliver the show to you guys every week. Yeah. Um, so if you dig the show and want to help keep it going, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash the optional and just give us anything you anything can. Anything you want. You can yeah. start at a dollar. Oh my God. That's my favorite like level of subscription like because i mean shout out to the three and five dollars subscribers. i can't believe i can't believe you guys exist uh but like one dollar is just so nice it's like man i like the show four quarters a month yes it's crazy no i cannot (laughs) jumping into questions for the week if you have any questions for us please feel free to send them to our email at questions at d-optional.com and we'll read them on the show you can also just hit us up on twitter and facebook at the optional nyc or if you're in the Discord, just drop them in the, in the questions channel. That's mm-hmm. our favorite way to read them. Uh, Levi, our boy Levi, writes in, uh, what game or genre of game did you love as a kid but now can't find your way back into? For me, it's pretty easy. Uh, I think I have a couple, but the one that stands out the most is the uh, like the 3D platformer. Oh. I used to love like the Banjo-Kazooie's and the Mario 64's yeah. and the you know that type of game. The Donkey Kong 64. Is it just because there's like less of them? Or do you think that the ones that are out, you just like I just, don't like them? I bounce off of the art styles. Yeah. And like, uh, what was the one with the, the, the guy who rolls around? The one that came out recently? It ended up not being uh, really reviewed really, really well. It's like a, a lizard of some sort. Ukulele? Ukulele. Yeah, ukulele. That like, I was just like not interested. Pe- right. People were super excited about it. And I was like, damn, I really want to be a part of that. Oh, that one that came out last year with the snake. Oh man, <laughs> fuck that game, man! I know, but like, it was trying something, it, yeah. And it was definitely a spiritual successor to those type of games, definitely. And I, I just wasn't, I would, I wouldn't have never downloaded that. Ever. Yeah, I really like. So I had such a love hate relationship for that game. <laughs> like, I loved what that game was trying to right. do, but there was just some things that were like, come on, dude, yeah. this is unbelievably complicated, and I just couldn't crack through that that sort of barrier. But um. Yeah, I guess I kind of agree. I, th- I think for me, the, the the older I get, the less I'm into the like um, over the top crackdown esque like dr- like open world game mm. where you're like jumping from building to building and like not Assassin's Creed, but like more so like you got a car and you're blowing shit up and like I guess more so the um, I say this now, but the next the next GTA gets announced, and I'm like yeah hell yeah yeah but GTA but like yeah those kind of games like I feel like right. I don't really play them as much as I used to like, um, and I guess I didn't really play them as a kid, but um, I mean as a they've been around for a long time now yeah yeah that that's true that's true I mean I, I guess GTA three was out when I was a kid if you yeah. think about it but um so yeah I kind of agree I think the 3D platformer as as much as like of a masterpiece as Mario Odyssey is. I kind of agree. I didn't play ukulele. I bounced off of Snake Pass. You know what? Like, even, like, 2D platformers, are like, they're not, like, the draw for me. Like, I really want to get in, like, I'm excited for Ori and the Blind Forest, too. But, like, also, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I should play the first one. Yeah. You know know what it is for me, too? Like, the Rayman Legend stuff. I want to play those, but I I know I'm not going to like that shit. Like, I know I'm not. You play Celeste? No. Because that shit... (laughs) <laughs> it's mostly because that looks hard to me. Yeah, so I I was super intimidated by Celeste, and there were moments that almost made me, like, walk away from it, but... <laughs> that just looks hard, though. It's very hard, yeah. but it's it's also, like, I think that's that's becoming a trend with most 2D platformers. Like, mm. I've, I've, heard, I've heard the same thing about Hollow Knight, um, despite hearing yeah. how great everyone loves Hollow Knight, how much everyone loves Hollow Knight. Um, Hollow it Knight makes looks, me scared to play. It looks play. tough. Yeah, yeah, it looks mad hard. Yeah. So I'm not sure I want to play that. 
just yet. Uh, yeah, I can't think of any other genres that I like. I guess racing games now, like kind of like you said, right? The more arcadey it is, the more I'm willing to play it. But like the serious stuff, like I used to like the um, Gran Turismo, Gran Turismo, yeah. and you know that type of thing. But if they came out with like maybe Crazy Taxi two, oh. three, I guess there was a two. Yeah, three. There was a three either. as well. Was there a three? I think there was a three. I didn't play three. Yeah. I played two. They were all trash. Yeah. One was the GOAT. Yeah. For sure. For me, I, I guess building off that point is uh, sports games. I used to love, mm, when I was a kid, I loved same, Triple same. Play. Like Triple Play 99 was my shit. Um, I used to love FIFA. I, we used to play FIFA like a religiously. Lot, yeah. We used to buy it every year. Yeah. And I, like have tournaments. And I used to play 2K all the time. 2K. Um, and I did the, the, the older I get, the less, I, the less inclined I am to want to buy a game every year. You know like what that. it is also? Uh, I think what took me away from it is the harder those games got the more simulated they became yeah the less i was interested like i don't want to be like yeah, football I, manager yeah i don't need that many like i don't even need that many buttons to do shit like you know what i'm saying like i don't need a half flick to do a trick you know like yo tune in this week to viewpoints to hear me talk about nba street oh my god so uh what was the basketball game that came out and you can like build a career they had a demo last year it was like NBA Live, maybe? Might have been live. Yeah, something like that. But I was like, I couldn't figure out how to cross over. I was like, <laughs> it should be, it should be very simple. Just flick the stick, right? Yeah, yeah, let yeah. me flick the stick. But it was a new. I had to look it up, and it's like, nah, it's the way you actually move the character. Yeah. Is the, like, I was like, that's bullshit. Yeah, man. like just give me like a dumb yeah, arcade. Exactly. Yeah, let man. me give, give me a button to jump as high as I want. At the same and time, do a though, front flip. I want a new skate. Hell yeah, I want to. No, yeah, skate's a little different, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but no, because, like, I, I never was a huge fan. Like, I loved, like, the first couple Tony Hawks. But they got they used to be pretty hard, actually. Yeah. Like, if you were really good in, like, combos and remembering all the buttons Maybe. and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I feel like skate was more natural. Right. It felt... Yeah, easy. like, you know, doing I was a nice. kickflip was yeah. like, yo! Like, right, in real life. <laughs> right. It felt like you were doing something. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't... I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> no, it's just like you know, different, different. <laughs> it is cups of tea. Give me skate. Oh god, skate four. Skate four. Um, Josh writes in. What are some uh, top five, please? Most significant games in your lives and why? Mm. Um, were uh, I guess he means were they significant because of because a beloved friend introduced it to you? Uh, was this a source of the fondest childhood memories, or did it spark? a passion in a genre or hobby that you never knew you wanted in the life. Yeah. Uh, in, in life? In life. So, my first... Like, I always loved video games as a kid. Right. Uh, we had Nintendo. Like, when I was, like, a little kid. Like, three. Before three. Whatever that is. Yeah, maybe three years old. Uh, and I remember playing that stuff. And I remember loving it, you know? But never being like, wow. Yeah. And then, my next-door neighbor, who was my godbrother... We went over to his house, and his mom was watching us, and they got, just got a Sega. The OG Sega with the Switch. The headphone jack in the it? The headphone jack. <laughs> Why did it have a headphone jack? That's pretty cool, though. That is pretty fucking boss, because I guess they thought, like, maybe people were going to bring that around and plug it into different TVs. Or, like, shit. it's a very Japanese design of, like, be be kind to the neighbors next door or whatever. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because unplugging that coaxial cable wasn't fun. No. <laughs> you got to move the whole fucking oh, console. Um <laughs> No, but seeing Sonic for the first time, yeah, like dude. those colors and that sound, like I remember, I remember sitting on the game and switching it on, and hearing that Sega, like 
that was a moment for me as a gamer. Like that was like I was like, that's what I want to do for the rest for of my life. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. As a three year old, like yep. I remember this specifically. Like yep. I remember sitting on the couch and watching my brother and my godbrother play this game. And just being like, how are the colors so bright like right. that? Like, yeah. And it was so fast, too. I was like, yo, this is... We were like... <laughs> wh- like, me and my brother were like, what yeah. is this? Like, we knew Sonic was coming out. We knew the Sega was... Co- like, I knew about it, but, but like, I didn't... in comparison to Mario at the time... Right. Like, seeing him move across the screen was like, what? Oh, man. Yeah. And the music was just so upbeat and different than anything I'd have ever heard before. Yeah. Uh, so that's always going to be a staple for me. Like, I remember that moment clear as day. Yep, and it was so long ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that actually brings up. A, this is a. You want to go back and forth? Yeah, yeah we can go back it, and yeah. forth because I, I like this is such a great question because I it feel is. like it, it sort of taps. In, it's even reminding me right now as we speak about it mm-hmm. of moments like that where I remember being a child and sort of understanding on a on a like on a metaphysical level, <laughs> like you know, like oh That's my god, not even god. Like exaggeration. Like at this all. is the coolest shit I've ever seen, and it, like it really was the coolest. So to that to that extent, I remember my older cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lived in New Jersey. They always had some form of uh, PC games in the house, or they had like uh, they always had a Nintendo too. Like my older cousins, so also especially uh, my one older older cousin. I have a lot of older cousins that introduced me yeah, to gaming, yeah. and I'll I'll bring them up later. But <laughs> these these specific cousins, uh, my cousins Junior and Diego, they they had a um, an NES, but then they all then they eventually got like the redesigned one, which mm. is very like. Do you remember the one? It, it it sort of looked like an SNES. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have too many experiences. With it was that, so. so weird. I saw it in Japan. And I was like, "Whoa, I forgot they had this." So if if you look it up, it's a really weird redesign of the of the NES, which like doesn't really uh, get talked about. I think often enough. But anyway, Super Mario Three. Mm-hmm. That's why it's it's hanging on my wall. For <sighs> I me, love that game. Uh, they had a lot of Nintendo games, but that one in particular for me, it's it's the same sort of thing. With being a child, I must have been like four or five years old, or, or probably around that age. And seeing them like pop in the game and also just seeing the cartridge, that yellow cartridge with like the blue lettering and Mario's like primary color ass on it with his red and blue and right. white. He, his eyes are blue, like everything about that. But just that also that first screen. The car the curtains. The curtain. Oh, oh my man. God. <laughs> like <laughs> and then we're running across the screen. It, it was like this thing in my in my mind of like, oh my God. Like yeah. this is so like you'd never seen I mean, at that point too, like just thinking about um a controller like input like pressing right and seeing somebody move instantly to me was mind-blowing mm-hmm. like you're interacting with the thing on the tv that previously before outside of a computer setting like was something that you just passively observed right, right? so super mario 3 for me and then uh, i'm cheating here but tetris uh just it always it always sort of invokes like color and, mm-hmm. and, and just like this these memories of mine that of just being shocked and having that 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 experience of the sublime of like oh my god God, this is unreal. When did so, you get your Game Boy for your Tetris? Oh man, it was so for what I don't know how we had a Game Boy. I think actually no, I do know how we got we had a Game Boy. So my other older cousin uh, Gustavo mm. and and uh, I guess in relation, uh, I'm like shouting out all my cousins. Shout out to uh, Paulina. They had a uh, they always had some form of game consoles too growing up. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time uh, my cousin Paulina showing me her Game Boy Pocket. She had the silver what? Game Boy Pocket. Nice. I held it in one hand as a child and being like, this, oh, this is a is, thing. This is for me. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is a game. This is a game. Like, yeah. This is a game console. And you can put other games in it. Yeah. So um, so then our, our neighbor from upstairs, he got rid of all of his game stuff because he was going away to college and he didn't want to keep his like kid stuff around. 
uh, and he gave us his Game Boy, and it, and he just must have had an original Game Boy that came prepackaged with Tetris. So it was a hand me down for me. Nice. And Tetris, and then eventually I got my Game Boy Color, and that and that was really cool because you can put the old Game Boy game in your Game Boy Color, and it would update the colors, so mm-hmm. it became a colorful game. So that was how I got my my copy of Tetris, which I still have t- today. Um, and that was something that I always carried around with me with my with my teal Game Boy Color everywhere I went. It was like the it was like my default game, the same way that Luminous became my default mm-hmm. game in my PSP. So Tetris for me is a thing that I always associate with like just. I don't know, just like hours of like getting lost in the game and, and just just pure escapism at, at a young age. For sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go out of order because I was like making this list because I was going from like my first experiences. But I'm going to go out of order and talk about a game that I actually don't play, but has been so influential in this part of my life. Uh, it's in that's Street Fighter Five. Nice. Uh, yeah, I was I've been like I watch tournaments and I watch fights all the time and I, I follow a couple of um, Twitter um, uh, pages that have, you know, highlights and highlights and, and I follow some of the, the bigger uh, players that play the game and, I, you know, I, I follow them now and I, I follow commentators. Nice. And I forgot, I don't remember really what sparked it, but it was, I guess this happened like two years ago, or maybe a year ago, year and a half ago. Um, somehow I, I found... Street Fighter Five to be interesting, you know. Like I've, you know, we love Street Fighter, but uh, I never really played it. Um, so Street Fighter Five has been this thing for me where, like, it's my, it makes me relax. It, it's my sports, you know. It's it, it's an esport, but it, it's like I get super hyped. I have like my favorite players, like your home team. I have my favorite characters, you know. Right, like right. I get excited when I see somebody playing as Zangief. I'm like. Oh, that's so cool! You're playing Sangeef, who's like, who seems like an under, like he's super he's like underrated, not in the meta. right, yeah, right, yeah. right, yeah. And I, it just feels cool to like, you know, play. And then when you you get a guy who's been uh, in the league, you know, in in the scene, the fighting game scene since forever. When you think of fighting games, you think of Daigo, yeah. And now he's like, not he's let he's still top tier guy, but he's still like not the best, right? Which right. is so weird when you you know you hear that stuff. Um, but I love it. It's like, like an I, undercard fighter who used to be a contender. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like you just want to see Daigo knock someone out. Like back in like Mike Tyson, he's like yeah, he is yeah. Mike Tyson. You know, like that, that's so cool to me. Um, but I, I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm so I'm in like I like this rhythm that we're in because yeah. like now so that is brings me to my fourth option. So we're bouncing out of order. Yeah. But for me, as of recently, it's been Overwatch. It's nice. the, it's the game that I played the longest I think ever in terms of like a shooter. It's probably on par with like a Battlefield Three or four or whatever but i guess battlefield series as a whole but uh overwatch for me is that thing where it's like i don't really pay attention to overwatch league and and that stuff as much but when i do watch it mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to understand what's happening what what things they're talking about like what strategies or, or what verbs or nouns that they're using that are like are super niche but i understand them and it's fun to watch and see high level play of it and it's it's a game that taught me a lot about um you know like concepts that i had always mm-hmm. thought were like a mystery like so like a moba or like something like that where you're talking about tanks and, and, and healers and, and lanes <laughs> yeah i'm like what the fuck are you talking about but at, p- playing overwatch if you like they adapted into a shooter which is a, a vocabulary that i that i speak pretty fluently right um it, it's a game that i think i'll be playing for you know in, until they come out either overwatch 2 or something else takes takes its place oh man but oh, um overwatch 2 what is even what even is it right <laughs> it's vr <laughs> um 
yeah it's like that that's the thing for me that like currently as an adult yeah has like rekindled my love for gaming and also like it made me appreciate esports because before i just kind of watched it from afar isn't it dope that there are still things that are like pushing us to love the 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 meta and the, you know the medium yeah uh Hell yeah. It's really dope. I don't know. Um, I love that. Definitely. Um, yeah, so oh, I alluded to it before, but I have uh, Shimu on here. Nice. And Shimu, again, was one of those games. Like I, I got my Dreamcast. I've talked about this several times on the show, but I remember seeing this game on this. I can't remember the TV show that I was watching, but it came on during the day. And this guy would just sit in the arcade and he would talk to the camera about games from Japan and all this what? stuff. and just games that were coming out coming to the states and games like i had never heard of like pc games and stuff that i i didn't i didn't have a pc going this up. Was like on a major channel or it was like on fox or some shit yeah because huh. i didn't have cable in my room so it, it couldn't have been any of those maybe it was like house cable so uh maybe was, i don't know i really don't can't remember what it was on but yeah it used to come on during the day uh like around like 12 yo listeners if you know this yeah let like let know. me know and he would like I guess he was in a green screen because it was like an arcade just in the background. So he might have been there. It was dark. Um, I might be talking about something very popular and I I don't, you know, as as a kid, you don't really remember this. But anyway, I was probably in fifth grade. I saw this thing and then I I was like, when Shimu comes out, I'm going to buy it. And it finally came to the States. And my brother was like, what is this? (laughs) He's like, you sure you don't want something else? I'm like, yo, this is the wave right here. Shit. And we got Shenmue, and it came with a triple disc. Damn. And, well, actually, it was four discs. And it had the online disc where you can, like, check, like, the world stats. Wow. Which was really dope. That's interesting. And I remember we, like, unplugged our computer to plug that shit in. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, like, that was, like, a no-no. Yeah, yeah, Like, in my, my, in my, like, household, like, my mom was very strict about, like, when we could and couldn't play games. Like, she would make us, like, if we were done playing game, we had to wrap up the system. We had to plug yeah, everything. Yeah. So we, we, we couldn't leave our shit out, unfortunately. Like, that was the worst as a kid. I remember, like, oh, God. <laughs> I just want to fucking play. It's like um, us doing so the podcast. So we had, we had to ask to play the, the, you know, the game. We would always catch my mom while she was on the phone or talking to somebody. Like, Mom, can we play? And she'd be like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, And then she'd be like, if you guys don't have your homework done. You know, that type yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Shenmue, man, like, it was one of those games that I'd never seen anything like that before. That was like the most you could do. You can go into like a lot of different doors, which was right. unheard of. Right. Like right. you couldn't go into doors pre Shimu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is like a weird thing to say. Yeah, but yeah. It's like you, you it's could. It's mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah. Um, or walking in a street. Walking in a street. The hell? And, and I mean, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, no, when when did GTA come out? Because this is pre-GTA, right? I mean, GTA 1? Yeah. No, GTA 3. 3, yeah. This is definitely pre-GTA this 3. Pre, yeah, because... Yeah, I'd never seen anything like that. GTA 3 was like 2001. Yeah. 2000. I remember I had, we used to play GTA 2 a lot, um, but this was like open world. 3D. It felt so open world. like Voice acting. So cool, man. And you can train, like, when you train, you're fighting, and you can upgrade those moves just by keep doing the move, which That's was amazing. really dope. It was like you were actually fighting. Right. So it's like, if you keep doing this move, it'll evolve into something else. And That's awesome. There's branching paths, and so every time you play, you might do something different. The birth yeah. of, the, of the QTE. QTE. The I had never seen anything like that. That noise. That It's just so scary. Like That gives me like a heart... My heart beats so fast thinking yeah. about it. Um, but Shenmue is definitely on my list That's of fantastic. influential games. I love that game. Um, mine, uh, in a similar vein, I've talked about this before, but Metal Gear Solid. Uh, the <laughs> yeah, first of one course, on PS1. It has to be. Oh it has to be. That, that's another game for me where the, I remember the moment 
my brother put that game into the PS1, I remember thinking, like, I said, I said this before, of like, oh, my God, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, this is better than any movie I've ever seen. Right. And it was just, like, all, at that point, it was just a pure reaction to the presentation. So it was, like, seeing Snake run, run through the intro portion. And it was, like, this very serious, uh, you know, like, espionage story of, like, we need to infiltrate the the nuclear disposal facility of, on Shadow Moses, whatever. Um, and it was a blend of, like, anime, because they had, like, the codec conversations mm. with illustrated, uh, you know, uh, portraits of each character, and they're talking. And then you cut to these, like, 3D uh, cinematics, but they weren't pre-rendered. They were, like, graphics, so their hands were blocky. Like, their, you couldn't see their eyes. It was just, like, <laughs> they were all squinting, like Clint Eastwood style. Yeah. And... Uh, Everything about that game, from the music to the graphics to the the, the voice acting, um, I'd never seen anything like that, and it, it felt like such a mature evolution from like the things that we'd been playing up until that point, which were like <clears throat> you know other games that weren't like that at all. And then it it just felt like such a a cool thing that nothing else was doing that I could be like. I could tell my parents, like, look at this thing. Like, you've never seen anything like right. this. Like, you, you, I know you've seen a million movies, <laughs> but like, this is the first one of like right. this. And uh, yeah, it, it, till this day, that feeling stays with me. Any, anytime I see that cover art, like that that white, like just that pure white, like boss jewel case with the red logo on it, that says like, again, tactical espionage action. <laughs> it's just a jumble of words. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid. It that means nothing. It means nothing uh, to anyone. But it sounded so fucking cool. Mm. And it just like, Man, everything about that game. Yeah, we didn't have a PS4, I mean, a PS1, so, like, that game just missed us completely. Oh, man. But I remember we used to play it when we would go to Sears, because Sears, if you guys know what Sears is, <laughs> oh, man. ask your parents. Ask your parents. But uh, they used to have these, like, you know, the demo stations. Yep. And uh, two sticks that you were so close to the screen that mm. you... If you <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, they, I, I, I can definitely... You know, imagine you yeah. having that. Oh, yeah. Shout out to George, who who uh, I also said this before on the podcast, but I got money for my birthday one year, and I asked him to go uh, get me uh, Star Wars Episode One on PlayStation oh, on God. Jamaica Ave. Whatever. Instead, he got Metal Gear because they didn't have it anymore. I don't know if that's true or not. No, but they had they had that, had shit. that shit in <laughs> high quantity. No one bought that shit. But he saved my life with Metal Gear yeah, Solid. Well, yeah. Whoa, well, who would you even be? Will we be here? No. I, this would be a, like a Star Wars it podcast. Would, yeah, it would be a different... Like, man, that, like, that game changed my life <laughs> for, for another reason. Oh, my God. What even was that game? And then... Uh, wait, so this is the last one, right? Uh, I'm on... I still have two more games. One. I cheated because I put two in one. I put Mario two, 3 and Tetris. Okay, I got two more. Yeah, so um, another big one. Uh, it was big for our friend group. Uh, big for me, especially. Like, I think about this game all the time, and I always want there to be another one. Um, but uh, Left 4 Dead. Man, such uh, a good game. I don't know what else to say about this game. Uh, it was like the pinnacle of my online gaming experience. It was like I don't think anything will really top that. Maybe Battlefield. Yeah, will will like, kind of get up there. Um, this got all of us into it. But yeah, this this had us like playing every night. Like coming home from college, you know, like getting my whatever. I had the papers get done, whatever, and just hopping online at night playing with you guys it was yeah. like the best. Hell yeah, and like. <laughs> We I'd never played a game like that. I remember seeing it on uh, X Play or something like that. And this PC game that had been out for a while, and people were playing. I was like, "This looks intense." Yeah, I was like, "This looks so frightening." It looks so frightening because <laughs> it was just waves and waves of monsters, yeah. and they were just like gunning them down. Like you couldn't even see what was happening on the screen. People yeah. were just like piled up in a corner. I was like, "What is this game?" <laughs> like I remember thinking it was like so funny. I was like, "I really want to play this game." And when it got announced for Xbox, uh, Xbox 360. 
I knew I had to get that shit. You know, like we were talking about it and we all got it. And that game is just so much fun. And being yeah. able, like, I never played a game where it's not asymmetrical, but you can play as the, the villain. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And, you know, you can kill people. Yeah. Real people. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, like the monster was a real... And it, it, there was, like, legit person. tactics to this game. Oh, yeah. And we, were, we, would, uh, we would have a lot of friends, so we would have literally, like, eight of us, and we would play, you know, four and four. And I remember, like, the first time, like... We were, I heard, like, it was, like, Ray, Jakari, and someone else, and a couple, uh, two other people on a team, and they had just, like, come out of the safe house, and they just booked it, and we weren't ready for that tactic, oh, God, and they made yeah. it to the end, we were like, hold on, assholes. yeah, like, we didn't know that was an option, <laughs> yeah, like, that yeah. was the coolest thing to ever, yeah. oh, and this also sparked my, um, like, uh, achievement hunting, oh. like, I remember me and Manny used to, like, you know, battle back and forth. Who who had the most kills of zombies? Like, because <laughs> it was that one achievement. It was like kill a million zombies or something right, like that. Right. And we would like literally just try to. We wouldn't beat the game. We would just keep you know. Just keep tallying just, it. Just yeah. keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So there's a game coming out. I don't know if you heard yeah. about this game. But yeah, yeah. Earthfall. Yeah, yeah. I showed you right. Yeah. Oh, you showed me yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This um, game looks amazing. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. And it, it's literally uh, the spiritual successor of uh, Left 4 Dead, and it's just aliens. Yeah, we it's should same definitely UI. I'm same totally getting shit. this game. We yeah. should totally get this game. 100. It's coming out soon, right? Because if like if yeah, it's coming out soon. Actually, that's funny. Like it's like our topic on viewpoints is we gotta keep bringing it back up. It's franchises that we want to come back. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about talking about Left 4 Dead, but like. Like some, if they're not gonna make it, someone else is totally gonna make I lo- it. And I love that. I, yeah, I, I don't mind it at all. Like well, as long as it's like that style and I, that I love feeling. it, man. Yeah, man. We're um, yeah. Nice. What else? Uh, I'm gonna sort of one, like eh? breeze through these yeah, next two. Go for it. Um, they're kind of the same thing actually. I'll so I'll group them together. But mine are uh, Ocarina of Time, nice, and Mario 64, both 64 games. But Ocarina of Time, I think, gets the edge a little bit more just because. Um, my friend Travis had it, and he mm-hmm. like he had everything way before we all we everyone else did. And I remember going over to his house and like booting it up for the first time and seeing that like the load the the splash screen of like Zel- like Link on on Epona like wa- running through <laughs> Hyrule, right. and the music goes on and like seeing him walk around. And at that point, like it was such a technically advanced game in my opinion because it was your it's an open world. It granted it was a tiny world compared to like Breath of the Wild now, but um, the, the the things that you could do, the way you could interact with them, the graphics to me at the time were like mind blowing. Mm-hmm. The music, everything about that game was so like just just mind boggling. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't understand how that was possible on a cartridge, and I still kind of don't honestly. Uh, but that game, along with Mario sixty four, for me was were like solidified things of like man. If you're not playing video games, like you're, you're totally missing out on like some of the coolest shit that's out there. Mario sixty four is the shit, man. Yeah, love that. That's definitely a honorable, honorable mention. Uh, my last one is um, the Monster Hunter series. Nice. Um, there's another game. It, I picked all mine based on basically like my first with stuff and like, yeah, I had never really seen stuff like that. And Monster Hunter was a game that I I played early on, but I played it by myself, so I didn't really know how to play. If mm. anybody's ever played Monster Hunter. You know what I'm talking about. Old days of Monster Hunter. That's why I didn't play it. I was right. like, this was so complicated. Uh, it's, it's a very complicated game. Then it doesn't hold your hand at all. Nope. Um, so, like, when I found out that Suhel played, he was like, oh, yeah, uh, I play with my yeah, friends from uh, church, whatever. And he was like, yeah, come over, bring your game. And I was like, cool. And we all played. And I was like, oh, this is really fun. It and makes we, a lot of sense. Yeah. And then a bunch of our other friends got it. And then we would literally sit in Ray's basement for 12 hours. 
like it would be a marathon. We'd go to the Seven Eleven once, <laughs> Stock play up. play for six hours, go to Seven Eleven again, <laughs> play for another six hours, and then go home and then do it again the next day. Like nice. you know, like go to work and then come back and do it again. It was yeah. it, it was like that was our ritual for like a couple of years. It was, it was dope. Like I loved it. I, I loved playing that game and those games. We played a bunch of different ones because we would rip them uh, the Japanese versions and mm. just download them to the PSP. Uh, and that was fun. That's awesome. Uh, I love that. I love that series. That's so cool. Um, all right, Josh writes. His second question is. Um, so this one's a little deeper. Uh, uh, yeah. Deeper question, but uh, nowadays corruption and monsters is now that corruption and monsters, I guess, in general, are getting called out. Uh, everything is depressing. A very small part of me is glad that it's not being just swept under the rug and people are being called out. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's a terrible situation uh, or game or scenario or whatever? that you've been in or witnessed that sucked, but you saw an upside? Uh, I tend to try to see the upside of many things. So I, I really can't think of like one that stands out. Um, For me, they're all, and I've talked about them before on the show, but yeah. they seem to be all um, career-related. So mm. like, I've seen a lot of like bullshit happen um, with previous colleagues or at workplaces that I've worked at, and mm. also that were like, kind of my fault too right so I, I, I was like sort of uh there were there were moments where i was a little bit maybe too cocky or i was a little too arrogant full of myself and i've learned over the years to sort of kill my ego and and not let that influence my decisions or or respond to critiques or, or in a certain way um but also just like being in a toxic environment and learning when to really appreciate your own mental health and like not letting you know your uh, superiors or whatever, quote unquote superiors, um, burn you out or like totally kill your 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 own uh, just well your being. own peace You're of like, mind yeah, and well being. Yeah, because yeah. it's really easy to um, and and now we're at a place where like that's super respected and it's like that's always a thing that's taken into consideration, which I'm super grateful for. Um, we good. also have a union. Shout out to the fucking GMG union. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of bullshit that we're going through right now, but like you know, thanks to them, you you feel like you're supported, and that, and there's always someone fighting for you in your corner. Um, but even just like on a personal level, I feel like I've been at places where bosses have said really shitty things to me or treated me in very shitty ways. Um, some places I've been at where like uh, certain people have been like completely unprofessional, and like I'm shocked that they've gotten that far. Mm-hmm. But the best thing to do is to just like distance yourself like if you can get out while you can get out get out seriously and um yeah just like just learn from it and like make sure that you you can take steps to avoid that ever happening again yeah. if it does happen again you're prepared to you're prepared for it so you know how to how to navigate that kind of shit or like you know it's just easier it just makes your life easier in the long run because like there are times when you have to work hard and you have to sort of like push yourself to the limit mm-hmm. but there should also be like a level of respect there and like um, especially for yourself. So like know when to spot that stuff, like know the signs and like, that's it. That's the, the major lesson for me. I think it's just like always like look for the signs and if the signs are there, maybe take steps to avoid that crash down the road mm. and like, maybe you could avoid it, you know? Yeah. The Christ. iceberg. That's, that's really good. Uh, I don't think I could top that. Yeah. Uh, keep, keeping things very general. <laughs> um, good, good question. Jim. Yeah. We're, so jumping into feeling it, feeling it is where we take one thing that we absolutely love from the past week that we think is worth sharing. Um, do you want to kick it off? Uh, you go first. Okay, cool. So mine is a, is a podcast that I just started listening to called uh, Crazy Genius. So it's a really, really fascinating podcast. It's It mostly revolves around 
uh, different topics in relation to the tech world. So um, it's it's a podcast from the Atlantic, um, and it's it's relatively new. I think it started back in May. Mm-hmm. So. Like the the first actual episode is why can't Facebook tell the truth? It's all about Facebook and their privacy issues and how they have sort of have fucked up the the uh, the way information gets spread. Because like for example, Facebook wasn't really built on uh, being like a major news source for people, but it, it just that just happens to That's be the way it, it is. Yeah. It, it was, like Facebook was basically designed to be like this gossipy like you know right. friend site yeah. and not a way that you spread news or consume news. MySpace too. MySpace as well. So like, but now they're struggling with. Uh, you know the spread of false news we've seen the the, the russian bots speaking of which they're, they're coming to us right now uh so like then there's another episode about blockchains there's one about again like i've mentioned earlier in the show like our smartphones like ruining our lives uh the next episode i'm on is, is online dating destroying romance like there's a really cool uh technological topics that we don't really like we know but we don't really like dissect and reflect upon right so uh it's really good i think it, it raises a lot of really interesting questions that you yourself should ask yourself um, and it's pretty much on everything from what I can tell. It's, it's, it's just really good. Uh, again, it's called crazy genius and you should check it out. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have too much this week, but I, I did say, I sent you uh, an actual, a podcast the other day, um, that I thought was really cool that I just got put on to. Um, and, uh, it's called still processing. Yes. And it's by the two, uh, two culture writers, uh, from the New York times, uh, Wesley Morris and Jenna Wortham. Mm. Uh, and basically, they cover a lot of like social and cultural topics um, racism, sexism, dancing, anything, <laughs> yeah, black yeah. issues, white issues. They, they talk about it all. And these are two black writers. So um, the, the issues that I was, uh, the episode that I was interest, um, introduced to was uh, called Asian Americans Talk About Racism. And basically, they gave up the show to their viewers. And their uh, contributors, and yeah. Stuff, yeah, and they just had people call in with voicemails and and uh, letters and stuff like that, and basically just let them tell their story. Yeah, no leaning any way. It's just like just tell me your experience about racism. Yeah, as an Asian American, which I found so interesting because a lot of times we don't consider it. Consider it at all, you know. Yeah. a lot of times, and it, there's so many different factors and yeah, like yeah. stuff I don't even think of. I'm like, I'm not smart enough. Sometimes I'm like, damn, I'm dumb. <laughs> you know, like you ever listen to the really smart people that yeah, yeah. are so eloquent and they that. know what they're talking about. Yeah, and I'm just so impressed by that all the yeah, time. Yeah. And this just kind of caught me off guard. So I started listening to them, and they're, they're really good. I listened to one about um, black male privilege the other day, huh. and I made a I made a noise when I read it. I was like, like, <laughs> like what do you mean? And I listened yeah, to it. Yeah. I was like, damn, I'm dumb. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's just I don't know. It's 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 dope to challenge yourself. Yeah, man. It's dope to to it's dope to feel dumb sometimes. You know, like yeah. it, it it is weird because like when you're learning at that point. It's a, it's a great name for the show, right? right? Still processing. So it's like... There's no answers th- right here. Yeah, right? it's not a definitive, no, like, no, no. this is how you solve it. No, it's no, just no. like, hey, let's talk about this. And it's it's really dope. Uh, my, so my friend, she was on... she Her voicemail was um, put on the first part of the second episode. So she, like, posted on, like, on Instagram. She was like, oh, yeah, they Wait, use my... Oh, because I listened to that one this morning. Part oh, two. yeah, the, the girl in the beginning. That's uh, my friend Olivia. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> so there was also people who whose voices I've heard for the first time, whose work I've read all over the place. I'm a big fan of uh, Pablo Torre. 
Oh, uh, he's yeah. on ESPN with Bomani Jones. Nice. I watch the show. Bomani Jones is dope. They're both really good. Um, uh, Emily Yoshida, oh. who I follow on Twitter, she's okay. like, she's incredible. I'd never heard her voice before, so it's really <laughs> cool to be like, oh shit, that's her. Yeah. Um, and like you said before, yeah, like I mean, I, I, I my girlfriend's Asian American, and you know, I, I hear some of her own experiences and like <laughs> her, her the things that she struggles with. Even sometimes when I, if I say something that might be a little like problematic, <laughs> she'll be like, oh, actually, maybe don't say that. Say this. I'm like, oh, I never considered that. Right. And it's it's good to be like like you said it's good to challenge yourself and just try harder right so uh, the episode that you're talking about the, the Asian American one I listened to part two right. and it's it's so fascinating because it runs the gamut not only between like the different forms of, of racism that Asian Americans experience from like the dating scene all the way to like uh, the workplace yeah um, and it varies right it's, it's not just like you know oh I'm fetishized it could just be like oh like women don't see me as attractive and it's like that's crazy like mm-hmm. that's so wild to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that's like because, you know, oftentimes Latinos are, are presented as like passionate, spicy, spicy, exotic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a weird thing to to consider, and also like really yeah. fascinating deep dives into what Asian American can also encompass too, right? Yeah. Like there's also Southeast Asians. There's also like yeah, you know, it was it was funny. It was uh, I guess um, uh, what's his name. Uh, I just said his name before. Uh, anyway, uh, Pablo but, Torre. yeah, Pablo Torre. He was talking about that, and he's Filipino. He was like, a lot of times we, he's like, we can't even get to the actual thing because there's so many layers yep. within our own, you know, quote unquote Asian culture. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. <laughs> Southeast Asians are damn near ignored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the main, you know, scheme of things. And I thought that was just so interesting because I'm not part of that culture, so I don't know a lot. But I have friends who are, are Asian American and. You know, I a lot of times we just get so caught up in our own thing, we don't know, or we just don't know. You know, yeah, like, we just don't know. Yeah, we just don't know. Yeah, so. I feel like um, this is such a fascinating topic because yeah, it was a cool topic. Like uh, we had a last week, our our, our topic on viewpoints was um, like you know what happened, or we we the sort of like the topic, the title of the of the video was, it's time for games to own their politics, yeah. and uh, it was a discussion about how games, and we've talked about it on the show before like to an extent like to to various extents of like you know when games use certain imagery or, or they discuss cer- or they involve certain politics like you know Far Cry 5 or, mm. or The Division yeah. or um, whatever any Ubisoft game um, we were having this, this discussion about how when, the, when developers are asked about it they're like oh we didn't, we didn't intend for that to be the case right but it's a little irresponsible because like you know it's you're you're evoking this imagery and you're, you're talking about real life shit that happens to people on a daily basis and you know we're just asking that you own it that you say like yeah you know what we did we did sort of tap into that and we're not necessarily asking for these things to say one way or the other one way or the other like you know this is bad or this is good it's just like hey if you guys are going to talk about this thing in this sort of like political climate it's good that you at least own it right and the comments were like they exploded yeah like it, it was such a um good and i'm bad. actually mostly mostly bad oh wow. um but there were also like very very good insightful comments people who were being very respectful and mm-hmm. like you know because you don't you don't have to agree with us the whole the whole point of the show is like viewpoints it's like everybody's right. perspective right everybody has their opinions um but it's just like it's such a new thing for for video games to to sort of explore that explore this this discussion of like because video games are culture now for sure if they're they're no longer like this like like heather on the on the episode she like very like eloquently like describes how video games to a certain point were just like these toys they were like these entertainment right. playthings. it was like 
Tetris and Pac-Man. And we're not going to talk about like the politics of Pac-Man. Right. But <laughs> now like games are getting bigger. They're getting more technical. They're getting more. They're getting to more of like a place where like games are art, mm-hmm. and they have a certain responsibility now. And if if like if you want to talk about games being art and being a huge part of the culture, then they have to be discussed like music, like movies, like books, like comic books. Like they have this weight to them and. That's the thing, like to bring it back to still processing is like we're still we're just having the discussion now. No one is like, you know, dropping the hammer down and declaring that games have to be political. We're just saying, hey, if you're going down there, right, just be like, yeah, this is you you can't be that ignorant. Right. Right. And and it's (laughs) yeah, yeah, especially where we are right now. You can't. No, you got to you got to acknowledge things yeah and and it's it's be okay responsible to, it's okay to be wrong right. it's okay like i'm okay to, i'm okay with being wrong right. like if, if you if there's something that i said in the past that i like oh shit you know what i'm sorry i said that like you know i'll learn from it i'll move forward mm-hmm. uh even if it's a mistake of a problematic thing that i might have said I, I apologize you know we'll move forward we'll we'll try better ultimately what it comes down to like in like in this this podcast is like we're, we're processing it all mm-hmm. and we're just asking that everybody try a little harder so don't say to an Asian American, where are you really from? Yeah, like don't do that shit. Just chill. <laughs> Just chill with chill. that shit. Oh uh, man, that that's a that's a tough one. Yeah, I can't imagine that. Sucks. You know, sucks. And it's such a like a passive aggressive racism. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's just the worst. Yeah, yeah. Or like I don't date Asian guys or whatever. It's oh, like, that sucks, man. Like, what? The one guy said, I think it was Pablo Torre. Yeah. He's like, well, well, that's good because I don't date racists. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I I would totally recommend checking that show yeah, out. Yeah, it's good. Uh, so mine was uh, still processing. Uh, I'm still processing this thing, this song. You guys should totally check it out, though. Yeah, it's really good. It's really f- cool. Um, and they're really smart people. Hell yeah. So like, not all the topics is about racism or anything like that, but. They go into a lot of different things. They talk about Jay Z and Beyonce for a whole episode. <laughs> I haven't listened to that one yet. I'm, I'm like very excited to go back and listen to the, like the back catalog. Yeah, I know. Like I'm so uncultured, so I don't know. <laughs> any, I don't know about anything smart like this. So. Um, and I, mine is Crazy Genius Podcast. Feeling it, yeah. And if you're feeling it, subscribe to our Patreon. Oh shit. At uh, patreon.com slash the optional podcast. I think it's just the option. The option. <laughs> well, you know, I, I wasn't reading copy. I was just yeah, doing that off, off the, the cuff because yeah. you know me. I freestyle everywhere I go. Um, and you should too. Word. And I could teach you if you donate to the Patreon. So sign up to his, his uh, <laughs> Skillshare class. Um, all right, cool. So uh, before we wrap up the show, how can the people find you online? Uh, you can't because I can't hear. Okay, so you can catch me on uh, the socials at Cappy Can't Lose, C-A-P-I-C-A-N-T-L-O-S-E. And that's Twitter and Instagram. I'm heavy on both, so holla at me. Nice. What I'm about at you? Pauly Mayo, P-O-L-I-M as in Mary, A-Y-O. That's uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. I'm trying to post more on Instagram stories. Uh, yes. Trying to be more of a visual person Paul does again. mad cool shit. He doesn't like telling anybody about it. Again, I, don't, I just don't want to be addicted to my phone. Yeah, um, fuck that. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening this week. Don't forget to tune into our new weekly stream uh, Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. or 8.30. Yeah. If you want to see us play any particular games, feel free to send them our way along with any questions or comments to questions at v-optional.com. We would love to hear from you. We really would. Uh, and make sure to subscribe. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Well, oh, actually, no, no longer SoundCloud, but Google Play. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, if you could please take a minute to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, that would be amazing. Five words, five stars. Yeah, that's all it takes. It helps us out so much. It, it really helps does. Us you guys have been word. like kicking ass lately, yeah. so thank you. Word. Uh, and we love you. Word. Um, and if you like the show and, and love it enough and want to um, donate to the show, you can do that at patreon.com slash the optional, where you can donate to help us keep these lights on. It helps us fund the show. And buy, just, cookies. You know, buy cookies. Buy cookies and all that good shit. Crack okay. <laughs> no, not nah, that. Nah, I ain't doing no crack. Uh, our homepage is theoptionalpodcast.com. That's where you can find the show and share it with your friends. Um, as always, we're on Facebook and Twitter at The Optional NYC. And our show's music is by the one and only Levi Pack. You can Hell find yeah. him on Twitter at L-E underscore P-A-C-K. Uh, so until next time, everybody. Peace. Peace.